Ah, uh, yes. Thanks for joining us. I know it's not a very a sports story, but Lamar Jackson is the biggest story in sports. Why it matters so much. Let's go. What's happening? Thanks for joining us. Thank you for joining a live chat. I'm going to, I'm going to, uh, if, if you want to talk Warriors, we can. They lose to Oklahoma City tonight. We can get into anything 49ers. We can get into Giants spring training. Kyle Harrison wasn't good today. But I want to focus uh, for a minute, and I think you're interested in this because it's a big issue in the NFL right now today, and that is Lamar Jackson's situation. I want to explain it. I want to get your thoughts on it. I want to tell you what it is and what it's not and why it is such an important case in the NFL. So welcome in. Happy – Are we? where are we, Tuesday? Happy Tuesday. Thank you so much for joining us. If you're watching on the live chat, thanks for hanging out on the YouTube channel. Please make sure you subscribe. If you're listening later on the podcast, and yes, we make a podcast to the show, you can take it with you. We'd love to have you subscribe there as well. If you, all you have to do, Apple, Spotify, wherever it's your favorite podcast. So make sure you hang out and uh, listen to the podcast as well. John Lund Unleashed, various sports talk. That'll get it for you on any of the places you get your favorite podcast, and of course, on the YouTube channel. Here, when there are emergencies, we do it right on and I should have told you this. I was going to do it a little bit earlier, but I was watching TV. I was watching the Warriors, and that was another pathetic game uh, by the Warriors on the road. What is it, 7-25 and 25 now? I'm starting to lose faith uh, a little bit as far as thinking, because I said this on the air today. I think they can flip it around on the road, but you just watch these games, and you're like, poof. So anyway, if you want to talk Niners as we're getting closer to free agency, if you want to talk about the Warriors, that's fine. If you want to talk about Kyle Harrison, who wasn't good today, anything Barry sports is fair game. So hit it up on the uh, chat, and we'll we'll discuss it. I appreciate everybody jumping in. Remix channel, thank you. Jeffrey, it is always good to see you as well, my friend. Thank you so much for hanging out late night and talking about it. Now, let me just get a couple of things on Lamar Jackson, and then I'll run out, and we'll uh, we'll start talking about a few different things. And again, questions, comments, thoughts. If you're watching the broadcast later, just put it in the comment section on the YouTube channel, and I'll check it out as well. And, of course, uh, Greg Papa and I, weekdays on KMBR 680 in the Bay Area and KMBR.com. If you're watching or listening from somewhere else, all you have to do is hit us up uh, 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. Pacific. Now, as far as this Lamar Jackson story, and it's a really strange one, but actually it's quite simple. So let's go back exactly one year ago today. All right, let me flash this up on the board really quick for you. All right, so this is one year ago. This article was written on CBS Sports or on CBSSports.com one year ago. You see that top part? Watson will not be headed to Cleveland. The Browns have been informed they're out of the running for Watson. According to NFL.com, this is now going to create an extremely awkward situation, Browns and Baker Mayfield. Wow, what a difference a year makes. Uh, Baker May- Mayfield's been on two teams since then, right? Uh, Carolina and the Rams. And then it says there appears to be two front runners for Watson services. The two finalists are the Falcons and the Saints. The Panthers were in on them. The Seahawks briefly were in on them. There's a number of different Colts tried, but they're in the same division. Saints met with us and Watson for the second time. That's not really relevant. The, the relevant part of that piece that I have up on the board there, if you're watching on the YouTube channel, Watson will be not headed to Cleveland. Well, why did he head to Cleveland? Well, Jimmy Haslam at the last minute, and you know that the owners of the NFL were pissed about this beyond belief because here's a guy that had multiple sexual assault uh, allegations against him. Uh, and then the Browns decided they were so desperate at the quarterback position, and let's be honest, since like Bernie Kosar or Brian Sipe or something like that, it's been guys like Johnny Manziel and Brandon Whedon and (laughs) Brady Quinn and Tim Couch. I mean, we can go on down the line. Horrendous quarterbacks, right? Terrible. Probably, and the Lions are up, there's a number of teams that are up there, but probably the worst bunch of quarterbacks 
in the history of the NFL, just one after the other after the other, and it didn't matter where they got him and signed him, drafted him, whatever the case may be. So the Browns are desperate. I get it. But the only way they got Deshaun Watson, as we just saw there, that was one year ago today, it came down to the Falcons and the Saints. And he's from Georgia, so maybe playing in that area. The Saints were clearing cap space. The Falcons thought they had him. And Jimmy Haslam and the Browns come out of nowhere and say, we'll guarantee every single dime, $230 million, guaranteed. Well, the rest of the NFL's pissed. Deshaun Watson, of course, takes it. He gets suspended. They even manipulate the system where he gets paid very little last year, so he hardly loses any money during the suspension, and now this year is going to make, I think it's on average, $46 million a year. So that's, that's what happened. That set the precedence. Now, let me, before we move on here, there are people who are saying this is an outlier. And if, uh, the, if, the, if Lamar Jackson gets a totally guaranteed contract, then it's a precedence. It's already a precedence. Use courts as a perfect example. Once you set one, it's set. It's not like, you know when people say you win one Super Bowl, but you got to win two. No, you don't. You win one. You win one, and you're a Super Bowl winner. You don't have to win two, and, and oh, he won two. Okay, now he's really a big-time Super Bowl winner. Like, the first one was a fluke. In the court systems, if you set a precedence once, it's a precedence. It's set. It's not an outlier. It's a precedence. So they gave a guaranteed contract, the Cleveland Browns, which means in the NFL it set a precedence for $230 million to Deshaun Watson, who's going to get every single dime. Now, not the greatest example. Not great. Cleveland was desperate. We just saw right there. I flashed it on there. Watson will not be headed to Cleveland. One year ago today, this was written. Uh-oh. They guaranteed $230 million, and all of a sudden he was wearing that ugly orange helmet. That's what happened. So that's why we are where we are today. Now, the strange thing that happened today was this comes out. Right after my show, I'm driving home. Of course, I'm not watching, looking at that as I'm driving. I would never do that. But this happens. Field Yates, ESPN, teams that will reportedly not be pursuing a deal for Lamar Jackson include Falcons. Really? Because they've got what this, this kid out of Cincinnati, Ritter, Desmond Ritter. Uh-uh. Dolphins. Okay, they have Tua, but there's Brady talk about that. Panthers. Who do they have? Philip Walker, what's that guy's name? Commanders. Sam Howell, really? Raiders. They just lost Derek Carr. I got to be honest, I, I, don't, I can't remember a time, and you can correct me if I'm wrong. Hit me up on the chat. When has that ever happened? That a guy, the, the, I should back up and say that the non-exclusive franchise tag was applied to Lamar Jackson, and then that happened. So what that means is he'll get $32 million dollars to play for the Ravens this season, but teams can negotiate. He could have went with the non-exclusive, which would have been $45 million to Lamar Jackson, guaranteed the minute he signed it, and teams couldn't negotiate with him. But this one is, at bare minimum, the Ravens will get two first-round picks, and if Lamar decides to sign, he'll play for $32 million. Well, he's not doing that. Geno Smith's getting more. Uh, Daniel Jones is getting more. and There's no way Lamar Jackson is doing that. So what the Ravens essentially have said, or the reports are, they want other teams to negotiate because they've tried to negotiate with Lamar Jackson, and it's not getting done. So they want other teams to kind of negotiate. He can find his fair market value. If they don't feel comfortable paying it, then they'll at least get two first-round picks. Now, they'll get something between those two first-round picks and what the Broncos got for Russell Wilson because talk about a precedence. Teams are not going to give up two firsts, two seconds, and three players, and out of those three, two are are good players in Shelby Harris and Noah Fant. 
that's completely changed the fortunes of both franchises. Seattle can actually get back into things. They have the fifth overall pick because of that trade. They had one last year, two number twos, and two solid players. Ravens aren't getting that, even though Lamar Jackson is better right now than what Russell Wilson even was a year ago. And then he was a disaster this year. So that turned out to be a disaster. Teams aren't going to do that. Now, would teams give up two number ones, maybe a two or two number twos? Probably. Would they give up two number ones and a solid player? Probably. Or two? Yeah. Teams would do that. But the Ravens are saying they'll negotiate for him. But what is fishy in this whole thing is, when have you ever seen that? And to me, that's called collusion. Why would the Falcons be out? Why would the Dolphins be out? Why would the Panthers be out? The Commanders, the Raiders. Why would most teams in the league, I don't know, I'm just pulling this off the top of my head, probably 20 teams in the league don't have a quarterback as good as Lamar Jackson. He is certainly a top 10 quarterback in the league. So if you're not going to try for Lamar Jackson, but you did for Deshaun Watson, Falcons, Panthers, why wouldn't you? I mean, the Panthers owner has come out and said, we need a spark. We need something big. They've talked about moving up for Anthony Richardson. We talked to Greg Bell on my KMBR show today, and he said the Panthers are breathing down the Seahawks' neck for five, and they're talking about getting Anthony Richardson, who's rawer than raw at, from the University of Florida, and might be able to be a Lamar Jackson. Well, if you're the Panthers, and he's from Georgia, you know, he's, he, he's from Florida, so he'd love to play there, well, and you were after Deshaun Watson with all his baggage, but you're not after Lamar Jackson? Falcons, you're not after Lamar Jackson. Your team's already set up offensively to, to do exactly what he does. Big offensive line. He liked to run the ball. Kyle Pitts, Drake London. I mean, he, 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 you plug Lamar Jackson in there, they're a contender. The Panthers and the NFC South or the Falcons and the NFC South, you put Lamar Jackson on either of those teams, they probably win the division. So clearly it's collusion. I mean, that's number one, that's clearly collusion. Now, on the other side of this thing, Lamar Jackson to me is the perfect quarterback to play this game because he doesn't have an agent. Uh, he doesn't have an agent explaining to him. I mean, there's two ways to look at it. An agent would, could probably smooth this over, and they probably could have got a deal done. But maybe one of the reasons Lamar Jackson doesn't want an agent is because he's saying, look, the contract's right in front of me. Deshaun Watson got $230 million guaranteed, and he had horrendous allegations against him, and he's never been an MVP. I'm sorry, I'm going to get $230 million and $1 or $0.01 cent guaranteed. I'm going to top that contract. It's not a hard contract to do in his eyes. Now, there's other people saying, wait a minute, you're not going to do that. And why the owners are going to collude in this situation, why they are colluding, and why I think that tweet and all these, you know, now look, any information can come from anybody. It can come from an agent. It can come from all sorts of places. But why is it that all these, it just came out right away, not interested, not interested, not interested, not interested. Why aren't you interested? Because you don't want to set a precedence, another one, to give 100% guaranteed contracts away. That's the, they have fought this and fought this and fought this. In baseball, you sign a contract, you get every dime. In the NBA, you sign a contract, you get every dime. The NFL doesn't do that because of injuries. So you sign a guy to a five- or six-year deal. You think pitching contracts are bad? Guy could get hurt, you know, arm injuries or whatever the case may be, like Matt Cain or any of the, you know, the major injuries that guys have. <laughs> Football players, you can't give guaranteed contracts out. And the owners are saying we're not doing it because once, now, you do it with Deshaun, but you already set the precedent. Jimmy Haslam did it. That's why they all, all the other owners are pissed at him. They don't want to do it again. The precedence has been set. So Lamar Jackson, to me, is the perfect guy because he's not going to play for $32 million, what they've put it on. And if the, if the NFL is colluding against Lamar Jackson, which it clearly is, and nobody signs him, but you're going to sign Deshaun Watson, so that's an issue. 
Now, what is at is what is at stake here is let me well, let me play this first. Uh, I did read in places today where they thought this was a racist issue. So the, those are the top three players in the NFL in terms of guaranteed money: Deshaun Watson, two hundred thirty million; Kyler Murray at one hundred eighty nine point five; and Russell Wilson at one hundred sixty one. So to me, that makes it pretty clear. It's it's not that Lamar Jackson is African American. That's not the issue here. The issue is this. This is courtesy of uh, over the cap. And this is contracts guaranteed over $50 million. So the guarantee is at least $50 million. So if you look at Kirk Cousins, that was a two-year deal for $70 million. It was an extension. All of it was guaranteed. The one that's the outlier, but I don't call it an outlier. I call it a precedence because it only takes one to set a precedence. It doesn't take two. A precedence is one. Deshaun Watson, $230 million, and you see on the right side, 100% guaranteed. Now, what the NFL owners are saying is, no, 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 we're not doing this because you look down the line. Aaron Rodgers, 67% guaranteed. Total value, 150, guaranteed, 101, that's 67%. Matt Ryan, 63%. Dak Prescott, $160 million, 95 guaranteed. Ryan Tannehill, ugh. 118, 62 guaranteed. You get the gist. Russell Wilson, people see that number. 245 million. Oh my God. 124 guaranteed. Still a lot, but 50.6% half. Kyler Murray, 44.8% down the line. By the way, when we get to the bottom of Patrick Mahomes there, Lee Steinberg, I know uh, fairly well. Uh, good guy. I like him. I'm glad he's back. He was the agent of the stars with. Steve Young and Troy Aikman and all those guys back in the 80s and 90s. But Patrick Mahomes' contract, which is already outdated, he only makes $45 million, I know only, $45 million or less than Deshaun Watson per year or less than Aaron Rodgers per year or less than Russell Wilson per year or less than Kyler Murray per year. So it's already a dated contract, but look at the guarantees on it. $63 million. Oh, $450 million for Mahomes. Wow. Yeah, $63 million or 14% is guaranteed. 14%. Now, if you're going to guarantee a guy 100%, probably Patrick Mahomes would be that guy. So my point in this whole thing is, if you look at this, this is what this guarantee on the far right, that's what the owners are saying. No, 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 no. No more. We're not doing that. And this is where Lamar Jackson is trying to say, you already did it. You already set the precedence. Deshaun Watson alleged all these issues off the field. And he gets a 100% guarantee, and Lamar Jackson is digging his heels in. And people are saying, hey, he should. Sorry, I got both of those up there. He should be a guy that needs an agent. I I read that a bunch of times today. He needs an agent. Lamar Jackson doesn't think he needs an agent. The reason he doesn't think he needs an agent is because the precedence has already been set. People are saying that it's an outlier. It's not a precedence. No, precedence is one. Precedence isn't two. Oh, two's a precedence. Oh, no, three's a precedence. One is a precedence. In court cases, they, they refer back to a single case. So in this case, Lamar Jackson doesn't believe he needs an agent because he's sitting there going, you gave Deshaun Watson $230 million. He's never been an MVP. I have. He has a point. So what he's doing is, is he's digging his heels in going, look, you give me $230 million guaranteed and one cent, I'll sign the deal. So, and what Baltimore is saying is we don't want to do that because uh, their owner, Steve Biscotti, is saying, whoa, 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 I don't want everybody hating me like everybody hates Jimmy Haslam. I don't care how desperate the Browns were, and they were. 
And I'll flash it up on you if you just joined us. This was one year ago today. Right at the top, Watson will not be headed to Cleveland. Written one year ago today, the front runners for his services, Falcons and Saints. Falcons thought they were getting them. And then Jimmy Haslam and the Cleveland Browns said 230 guaranteed. And he said, ooh, this orange is nice. I like Cleveland in the winter. <laughs> and that was it. And that's what Lamar Jackson is setting to. That's what the owners don't want to do. It's clear collusion. And I've never seen anything like this. I haven't. All of a sudden, just an hour or two after. Now, this is six hours ago. This popped it up a few hours uh, or a couple hours ago. But right, I mean, literally within an hour of Lamar Jackson, or of them uh, putting the non-exclusive on Lamar Jackson so they get at least two first-round picks, but they can negotiate. The Falcons, desperate for a quarterback. The Dolphins, uncertainty around Tua. The Panthers, no quarterback, winnable division. The Commanders, no quarterback. Sam Howell, really? The Raiders, just like Der- lost Derek Carr. You're not going with Jarrett Stidham. So we get reports out of five, from five different teams that they're not interested in Lamar Jackson. You're not interested in a, in a in former MVP in the league who's in the prime of his career. Quarterbacks never like, come available like that. You get the occasional Drew Brees. He had a major injury. Uh, Russell Wilson was a trade for two ones, two twos, and three players. Free agent quarterbacks at this level don't become available. And then a bunch of reports come out that, that, that teams aren't interested, that are desperate for quarterbacks. The Panthers could win the South with them. The Falcons could win the South with them. The Dolphins would absolutely win the East. They'd beat the Bills with Lamar Jackson. The Dolphins with Lamar Jackson. The Raiders would be a playoff team in the AFC with Lamar Jackson. I mean, think about it. I, I, you know, what they would have to give up, I don't know. Would they have to give up players? Would Atlanta have to give up Kyle Pitts? I don't know. But it, if you can't prove this collusion, I don't know what you can. You know, I, I don't know if these teams told these people right away or if the NFL owners got together and said, hey, the minute he does that, we're not, we're not interested. We're not interested. We're not interested. We're not interested. I think Lamar Jackson's going to sit out, and I think he's got a great point. Why would you settle for less than $230 million in one cent? Lamar Jackson is a more accomplished quarterback than Deshaun Watson. Now saying whether, again, take the off-the-field stuff off. Would I take Deshaun Watson or would I take Lamar Jackson at this point? I'd probably take Deshaun Watson just as a football player. But that's not always how it works. Lamar Jackson is a free agent now, this year. And the money's always ridiculous. And if you set the precedence, which you did, and, tr- and teams are trying to say you're, this is an outlier. It's a precedence. It's already set. So this could go to collusion. The owners could be in a lot of trouble in this whole thing. The fact that all these teams say that I'm out already? Really? You haven't done your due diligence? You're not? You Really? Raiders? You Really? Carolina? Atlanta? <laughs> all these teams? I mean, look, the 49ers don't have two first-round picks. If I was the 49ers, I mean, this is what you do as a front office. Lamar Jackson or Brock Purdy? Lamar Jackson or Trey Lance? <laughs> Are you kidding? <laughs> really? Look, I know he's got flaws to his game. I know you have to adjust your offense around him. But, I mean, there's a handful of teams, okay? I'll, I'd take Joe Burrow over him. I'd take Patrick Mahomes over him. I'd take Josh Allen over him. Probably maybe take a, a Deshaun Watson after I just said I would. You know, but, I mean, it, it, the list gets pretty short at that point. I mean, I like Trevor Lawrence. I'm taking Lamar Jackson over Trevor Lawrence. I mean, there might be five, six, seven quarterbacks. I mean, Aaron Rodgers right now, talking to the Jets. I'd take Lamar Jackson over Aaron Rodgers. 
Aaron Rodgers is going year to year. He's going in a cave going, do I want to play this year? You, you're the Jets, and you give up all the, all these. You know, the Jets give up the 13th pick in the draft, maybe the 43rd pick in the draft. That's their second-round pick. A couple of players, and then Aaron Rodgers plays one year and goes, eh, I'm good. Versus getting Lamar Jackson in this prime of his career for, I don't know, five years? So, I mean, there's maybe five or six teams who could who could honestly say, if this thing went to court and say, you know, we had Joe Burrow, we had Patrick Mahomes, we had Josh Allen. Okay, we get it. But what's your excuse, other 27 teams? You didn't want Lamar Jackson? You didn't even th- think, man, man, I might look into this. That's collusion, and that's what's going on. They don't want to guarantee 100% of another contract because when they go back to the table – this isn't about negotiating with the with the owners and the and the players union and everything else. You've this is already done. If you're a great quarterback, I'm not saying running backs are going to get this or offensive linemen are going to get this or edge rushers are going to get this or corners, but quarterbacks are. If this goes through, quarterbacks are probably getting this, and they probably should already. If I'm a young quarterback coming up, who's the next big one? Joe Burrow. If I'm Joe Burrow. And I don't have the issues that Deshaun Watson did, and I'm better than Deshaun Watson, and I've already been to a Super Bowl. When Joe Burrow's deal's up, why wouldn't his be 100% guaranteed? I mean, not, not even. I'm not talking about Lamar Jackson. I'm talking about I'm looking at Deshaun Watson. You already did it. If I'm Jalen Hurts, I'm looking at <laughs> It's not going to be for as much, but I, I just I want it guaranteed. And again, let me, flash the, let me flash this up on the screen again. This is what the fight's about. Kirk Cousins signed a two-year, $70 million deal. It was an extension. It was all guaranteed. But the the one that some are calling an outlier but is absolutely a precedence is Deshaun Watson, $230 million, 46 a year. That's not what matters to me. See the 100% under guarantee, and then it starts going downhill to Rodgers at 67%, and Prescott at 59 and then the bottom, Patrick Mahomes, $63 million of 450 is guaranteed. That's 14%. That's criminal. So that's what the fight is about, and that's why Lamar Jackson's saying, look, <laughs> not doing it. I'm better than that guy. Now, would he come back and take 90% or 80%? or He might, but Lamar Jackson, it seems to me, and I don't mind that he doesn't have an agent. To me, he's the type of guy that's going, why do I need an agent? I don't need to negotiate anything. What you gave to Deshaun Watson is what I want plus a penny because it's a year later. Every, you know, That's what happens is I want to become the highest paid. That's what happens. <laughs> Cleveland, you're part of the NFL. It's not an outlier. It's a precedence. Now, will he get it? Probably not. But there is collusion against Lamar Jackson, especially when all these teams, and I don't know how it got out, but all these teams, it seems to me, in kind of a a uniform way, went, nah, Falcons, nah, Panthers, nah, Raiders, no. Like, all these teams that needed quarterbacks went, nah, we're good. A former MVP at, what? what is he, 28? <laughs> nah, we don't need that guy. We got Jared Stidham. We don't need that guy. We got P.J. Walker. We don't need that guy. We got Desmond Ritter. I mean, how do you stay that with a straight face? Anyway, that's the situation with uh, Lamar Jackson. That's why it's so important. He's got it. He's dug into the ground. The Ravens say that they want to see him uh, go out on the market and see if he can find that deal. And then I'm sure in some kind of secret meeting where they didn't have, you know, where nothing was written down or anything, and it was like on some secret feed, no one shall give Lamar Jackson a contract offer. Is that clear? That's Roger Goodell, you know. And if and this meeting never happened, and they're just they're not going to do it. And it's absolutely ridiculous. It's been set, but it's an old boy network, and they've just decided not doing it, not doing it. So that's what went on today. That was the big story as far as the NFL is concerned. I wanted to just kind of get that out there. I don't think there's any doubt 
that there's collusion going on in the NFL. So, again, thank you for allowing me to do that. Uh, Jeffrey, what's up? Uh, Remix Channel, what's up? Uh, the only ex- uh, We can flip to the words. Uh, Jeffrey says, the only ex- explanation for the Royers' road woes, the 49ers effect, all our opponents coming to the gold standard with their best efforts. Now, that's a great point. I guess the one thing is, and I think this is, uh, to me, the, gr- the great confusion of this season is what we saw tonight or the big question about the season. So you can play well at home and you can have, and you can play defense at home and you can have energy at home and you can have effort at home, but then you go on the road and it all disappears. And that, ha- and that can happen to a young team. There's no question. We see that in every single sport, a young team struggles on the road. They just don't know how to win on the road. This team has won 19 con- in 19 consecutive winning series in the playoffs. They've won at least one at your place. And the recipe is when we win at your place, you never win at ours. And then they turn in a 7-25 and 25 road performance. And I know why. They're not defending. They're not getting off the good starts. They don't have intensity. Okay, at some point, go. There's now 16 games in the season. Is that enough? When there's 10, is that when they're going to do it? When there's 5, is that when they're going to do it? Because as I look at the Western Conference, I think to myself, and by the way, if you were with the show last night, I put this up there, and I'm already 0-1. That's why you should always bet against me. Let me see if I can find this one. Uh, maybe I can't. Oh, here's I did this yesterday. I did a win-loss before this game tonight. And, of course, I was wrong. Uh, so, Oklahoma City, look at that big W. Eh, I should have known. Uh, the Grizzlies, uh, that's, a road, that's a road game. That's a loss. Milwaukee, that's Giannis. That's a loss. Phoenix, Durant, I think that's a loss. At the Clippers, they don't win on the road. That's a loss. <laughs> Uh, at Hawks, I put a win. That's probably going to be a loss. At Memphis, road game, loss. Now Houston stinks. At Mavericks, decent players. Kyrie, <laughs> Luka, loss. Philly at home, I'm giving them the benefit of the doubt. I don't love that. Minnesota, I know they got Gobert back tonight. I watched that game. Pelicans, they stink. Spurs, they're going for Victor Wambayama. Uh, at Nuggets, road, loss. They're not going to play anybody. High altitude, Oklahoma City, I took that as a win at the Kings' loss. And at the Blazers, maybe at the end of the season, they won't care. And I put it as a win. So I put 9-8 and eight over the last 17 and 43-39, but I'm off to an 0-1 start. So things aren't going good. It, it, that, to me, is the most confusing part of the season. They can't win on the road. The team, that it, they're veterans. And I know guys have been hurt there, here and there. They had Steph tonight. They had Draymond tonight. They had Clay tonight. And Jordan Poole tonight, who still hasn't learned how to play, how to come off the bench. I mean, they they didn't have Andrew Wiggins. You can't beat Oklahoma City on the road. It's the youngest team in the league. You can't beat really. I don't know. It's unbelievable. Uh, look at the list of underachievers. I'd take the last three. Uh, uh, we'll see if Jackson is right. Two first round picks just to get him. I'd do that in a second. I mean, if, if the 49ers are in that position, let's back up before, say, Trey Lance. Would you, I mean, you gave up two first-round picks. For, this is the problem. And I know it's three, but it's net two because they got one. So it's two first-round picks for Trey Lance. Would you rather give up something for the unknown? And this is kind of an unfair question because we know what Trey Lance is, and hopefully he can be something. But my point is, if you're a team like the Falcons sitting at eight, if you're the Panthers sitting at nine, When's the last time those te- two, two teams had decent quarterbacks? The Raiders. Derek Carr's decent. Didn't lead him to anything. Uh, the Commanders. Sam Howell. Uh, they tried for Carson Wentz. They were looking at Jimmy Garoppolo. 
Um, look, I, I think that Bryce Young will be good, but I don't know. I mean, look at Trey Lance's uh, draft class. One was Trevor Lawrence. He started a bunch of games in college. Trevor Lawrence was supposed to be good. Zach Wilson, no. Trey Lance, we don't know. Justin Fields can run. Don't know if he can throw. Mac Jones regressed. I mean, everybody gets really excited. The rookies, the rookies. We love the unknown. Lamar Jackson's an MVP. You're not going to give up two first-round picks? I'm not saying the 49ers. I'm just simply saying if it was pre-Trey Lance and they did have the ammunition to give up two first-round picks, let's say Lamar Jackson was available then in the same kind of situation or however you want to term it, and they needed a quarterback, and and they they were tired of Jimmy. That's what happened. And they were in a position to give up two first-round picks to get Lamar Jackson. You do it in two seconds. He's the known versus the unknown. Now, we get excited because the draft is the unknown, but the bottom line to the whole thing is, even in the first round, it's a 50-50 proposition. It's like divorce in America. It's 50-50. Might work, might not. That's that's 50-50 in the first round. So you could go 50-50 in the first round, or you could give up two first-round picks and get a a former MVP. He is not perfect. He's been injured. I mean, there's things like that. But But again... The Cleveland Browns were so desperate and they were out of the Deshaun Watson that they gave a guy with all these legal issues a 100% guaranteed contract. That's how desperate they were. But you're telling me that Atlanta, Carolina, the Raiders, the Commanders, all these different teams that have struggled to find quarterbacks for years. Now, I know Derek Carr was solid, but the last great Falcons quarterback was Michael Vick. I mean, would you call him great? Chris Chandler led him to a Super Bowl. I mean, Jeff George. I mean, this is what we're talking about. Carolina's was Cam Newton, and that's the only one. I mean, Kerry Collins, Jake DeLome. That's Carolina's history. So it, it confuses me, to say the least, to say that these teams, who you, especially in the NFC South, you put Lamar Jackson on the Falcons, they're winning the division. You put Lamar Jackson on the Panthers. I don't know if I could be that bold and say they're winning the division, but they're going to be right there. It's, it's a very winnable division. That's why the Saints got Derek Carr. They're looking at the situation going, if we get a decent quarterback, we're winning this division. P.J. Walker, Desmond Ritter, Kyle Trask. Those are the quarterbacks right now in the division with Derek Carr. So you can't tell me the Falcons and the Panthers wouldn't be interested. Just a thought. Uh. You have to pay him stupid money. That's the window. Absolutely. And, and you bring up a great point. It's two first-round picks, and you have to pay him stupid money. But that's what the position costs. I mean, look, everyone's comping it to Daniel Jones. The problem with the quarterback position at the NFL level is there is no middle class. So if a guy shows that he's even decent, you got to pay him. Jared Goff wasn't all that great. He got paid. You know, you're looking at Daniel Jones. He's getting paid. The Seahawks decided they were going to pay uh, Geno Smith on one year at the age of 32. Hey, he had a pretty good year. Let's let's pay him $52 million the first year of the deal. I mean, it's insane. But that's what the position costs. Uh, Jalen Hurts is going to make forty to $50 million. I mean, that's why Kansas City jumped at the chance to pay Patrick Mahomes. Are you sure? 14% of his $450 million is guaranteed. It's laughable, his contract. But if I flash up again these deals, and these are more deals that are that are recent. Again, this is money that was $50 million or more guaranteed. Is Kirk Cousins worth 35 a year? Is Deshaun Watson worth 46? Is Aaron Rodgers worth 50? Dak worth 40? Tannehill 29 and a half? Russell Wilson 49? Kyler 46? Goff 33 and a half? Derek Carr after the season he just had is at 37 and a half? Stafford's at 40? 
Allen's at 43. Mahomes is at 45. That's the going rate. And there is no discount. Ah, oh, that guy's pretty good. I mean, Daniel Jones, his first year is 19, but the, the AAV on that deal is like $30 million, $35 million. I mean, the position costs that. And for the Browns, they were desperate enough. Again, $230 million at 46 per season. So that's what, the, that's what the position costs. The position costs stupid money. That's just the way it is. So you can either, if you're, let's say you're Atlanta, or let's say you're the Raiders sitting at seven. Okay, you're going you're gonna to take Will Levis out of Kentucky. Good luck. You're the, you're the Houston Texans at number two, and you haven't had a quarter, good quarterback since what? I mean, Deshaun Watson, but even before that, I mean, you're, you were a, an expansion franchise with marginal quarterback play. So you're going to take Bryce Young at two. Good luck. Maybe he's good. Maybe he's too small. Uh, you're going to take Anthony Richardson, the great unknown of the NFL draft, who started one season at Florida, has great numbers off the board, completes 53% of his passes in college with 17 touchdowns and nine interceptions. Maybe he's the next Lamar Jackson. Maybe he's the next Patrick Mahomes. Maybe he's the next Jamar Russell, you know, Jamarcus Russell. I mean, that's the, that's the crapshoot you're taking. 50% of the time, it works every time. No, 50% of the time, you're getting a, first, a useful first-round pick that you'll re-sign to another contract. You're making a 50-50 proposition that Will Levis or Bryce Young or C.J. Stroud, who's my favorite out of that class, or Anthony Richardson comes through. I mean, that's, that's what you're doing. And it, all you have to do is look back at, like I said, Trey Lance's class. Number one pick, Trevor Lawrence, great. From there, two you don't know about, three you don't know about. Justin Fields, I think the jury is still out on him. I think the Bears should look at quarterbacks. If they find that they think Justin Fields is the best one, fine. But for them to just say Justin Fields is the guy, he's a great runner. I mean, he's up there with Lamar. He's even fast. He might be even faster. But at some point, we all know, and this is the issue with Lamar and was with Michael Vick and going down the line. Steve Young has talked about it. You got to become a passer at some point. And if you want to knock Lamar and say, okay, he hasn't done that, but it's not really about skill. This is about the money. This is about the guarantee for Lamar Jackson. It's not about what he can't do because you can scheme and do the things he can do. And you can become a team that can be – I think Lamar Jackson can be a, a quarterback of a Super Bowl winning team. There's no question in my mind. I know P.J. Walker can't if I'm Carolina. That's where the collusion comes in. Carolina, Atlanta, teams like that, desperate for a quarterback that were all over Deshaun Watson last year. You're telling me a year later, Lamar Jackson doesn't do it for you, but Deshaun Watson did? That's where it gets murky. Um, hey, what's up, Remix? How you doing, man? Uh, again, we don't have to talk about quarterbacks all night long. We can talk about anything that you want to talk about. Azul says, I'll take Purdy over Jackson. I don't believe in him as a quarterback. Um, if you fa- Now, if you're just saying as a quarterback, okay, it's Brock Purdy, it's Lamar Jackson. I'll disagree respectfully to you and say, if, we, if, we're, just th- if we're just standing on a football field and it's Lamar Jackson or Brock Purdy, I don't think there's any question you're taking Lamar Jackson. But, again, just to, to a point that was made before, which is, Okay, if you factor in the money, you got to guarantee. If you factor in, um, you know, all those different things, what you got to give up. Okay, it's two first round picks and it's two hundred thirty million dollars. Okay, and you want to say that Brock, you'd rather have Brock Purdy? I understand. By the way, I was looking at the cap number for Brock Purdy last year in twenty twenty two. He got bonus money, everything else, but I mean, like salary wise, he made like eighty thousand dollars. It's insane. That's why when we were down at the Super Bowl in Arizona, he was doing. Um, Panini, not the sandwiches, but the, the, the uh, trading cards. He was doing panini cards. 
and he mentioned it like 18 times, and I was fine with it because they probably paid him more to do that, to do those spots and to be on all those national shows than he actually made playing quarterback for the 49ers last year. It's insane. So I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. If, they're, if we're standing on a football field, I think you would agree, Lamar Jackson over Brock Purdy. If you're throwing in all the other factors, I'd still take Lamar Jackson, but I understand the argument of I don't want to give up two ones and I don't want to give him $230 million. I get, I get it. I understand that part of it. Uh, what else we got? Uh, let's see. Anyone that knows football knows the Watson, Murray, and Rodgers contracts are stupid, never going to win a Super Bowl. Those contracts, the Ravens, aren't stupid. Um, all I'm simply telling you is, is that if you want uh, an upper echelon quarterback and his contract comes up, that's where we are. So it went from when Derek Carr got paid, what, $25 million a year, it was top. When Jimmy Garoppolo got paid his $25 million a year, it was the top. When you know Aaron Rodgers comes up, I mean, any the next quarterback that comes up, uh, stupid money when Jared Goff signed. I mean, again, I, I'm going to flash these things back up here just so that you can see because some of these deals are ridiculous deals, but it's what the position costs. I mean, that's just what it is. You can you, you can win stu- Super Bowls with stupid contracts with a quarterback. It happens all the time. I mean, that's just, again, that's what the, that's what the position costs. Now, if you don't want to pay it, I get it, but I'm looking at the number. I mean, Aaron Rodgers is making 50. Dak's making 40, Tannehill's making, I'm, I'm just going annual average value now, AAV, 29 out, 49 for Wilson, 46 for Kyler, 33 for Goff, 40 for Stafford, 43 for Allen, 45 for Mahomes. I mean, the Chiefs just won the Super Bowl and Patrick Mahomes is making 45 a year. Now, again, that contract is is a terrible contract, even though it says $450 million down there. Only 63 is guaranteed. But if you say, well, you can't win a Super Bowl with a stupid contract, well, Patrick Mahomes has the largest contract. It's not the largest guarantee, but it has the largest contract, and he makes $45 million a year. So that's what the position costs, and most times you're going to look at that number and you're going to say, oh, that guy's worth it because the top quarterbacks, that's what they make. Now, Brady for years took a little bit less with the Patriots. That, that was an outlier. I don't think that that's going to happen. I don't think the Raven. if the Ravens wanted to pay, and again, it's $32 million right now because they did the non-exclusive. But if they pay him that money, it doesn't preclude them from winning a Super Bowl because, again, and I'll say this about Prague Marathe, he's one of the best in the business about massaging or however you want to call it, the salary cap. It's fluid. You, it, it's being written into contracts now more and more and more that we have the right to, to uh, amend this contract. Now, it doesn't mean they're going to make less money, but to rework the contract. I mean, it's in most guys' contracts now. It's in Deshaun Watson's contract. The Cleveland Browns can, can you know, they'll guarantee money, whatever. They can get that number dropped. So that's the one thing, too, if, if we get into the 49ers discussion about who they can or cannot afford in this offseason, and I said this yesterday, a lot of times when teams say they can't afford somebody, the cap number's too high, it just means they don't want that player badly enough. Because in the 49ers' case, they can restructure Fred Warner, they can restructure George Kittle, they can restructure... Armstead, they can, you know, they can restructure, but they can extend Bosa. They can do all those kind of things and continue to drop numbers, but it's like a credit card. What starts to happen when you do those things at some point, and if if you remember when Reggie McKenzie, for example, came in the Raiders, they had so many bloated contracts that had been pushed and pushed and pushed and pushed that the first couple of years, all Reggie McKenzie could do was undo a bunch of stuff. He had to sit there and just release guys and eat it. He just had to eat a bunch of money, let a bunch of guys go. Contract was, or the uh, the roster was old and bloated. The contracts were bad, and so the first couple of years, all he did was get rid of contracts. Just boom, 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 and they were bad. 
and he fi- you know, and then you start draft some guys and everything else. But what the at some point, and this is what the Rams are facing. It's a perfect example. They're shopping Jalen Ramsey now. They released Bobby Wagner. They're releasing Leonard Floyd. Uh, they've given Allen Robinson, who they got from the Bears last year, wide receiver. They've given him permission to seek a trade. Why? Because they put everything on layaway. They put things on MasterCard. They tried. They tried to win another championship. They did all these things because they wanted to win, and they did. So I, I don't have any issue with what the Rams did. Philadelphia is the same way. If you look at Philadelphia's free agency, a lot of the guys on the defensive line, uh, Chauncey Gardner Johnson. Uh, they've already said, or there's already reports, Miles Sanders isn't going to be back. Boston Scott's a free agent. A couple of guys on their offensive line. Um, James Bradbury's probably not going to be back, famous for the Super Bowl hold. They've got a bunch of guys that are free agents. But they went out and they got in Dominican Sue and Linvel Joseph, and they, they signed a bunch of guys because they're just, they went into go-for-it mode, and they, and they got close. Now, is there a difference between getting close and winning it? Yeah. Same thing is happening in Kansas City. They can't afford Frank Clark's big contract. I mean, it's just – you're constantly seeing teams in go-for-it mode, but at some point the credit card bill comes, and you can only pay minimum amounts and keep adding to it for so long. And then at some point the NFL or the, the way that things are designed contractually with teams is at some point you got to pay for it. Hey, you can put it on layaway for a while. You can pay with a credit card with minimum payments for a while in the NFL. You can massage that cap. It is fluid. But when you keep pushing it, you know, you backload contracts, when things are good for you, like Jimmy Garoppolo's contract originally was heavily front-loaded because they had the money then, and then they went, okay, we'll front-load the thing, then later on we're going to add some more of these players. And remember, that's when they started drafting guys. And why are they able to draft, develop, and more importantly, re-sign guys? Fred Warner gets a contract. Kittle gets a contract. Why are they able to do that? And you bring up a key point when you say these bloated contracts, can't win with these big contracts. That's why teams manipulate the system. When they have the money, they front-load big contracts. When they don't, they back-load the big contracts. And they, they constantly have a board in front of them and when guys are coming up and when guys are available. And they have to make sure that not all the contracts are, you know, the big parts come up at the same time because then they can't afford their own guys. They can only tag one player. I mean, it's a, it's a puzzle game that they're constantly playing to try to keep their team competitive. At one point, the 49ers, after the Super Bowl run, had to get rid of the Forrest Buckner, it just it happened. The Javon Kinlaw thing hasn't worked out. They thought they had it. Okay, here's what we're going to do. We're going to keep Armstead. Buckner's going to cost $23 million a year. Remember that whole thing? His number couldn't start with a two. Then they couldn't keep the, uh, DeForest Buckner. They trade him. They think, okay, we'll reset at the position. We'll get a draft pick. That was the thought behind Trey Lance, too. Not completely, but it was Jimmy's making a lot of money. We can get, we can reset the money at the position. We can get a guy who we think is going to be healthier. That was the thought process behind Trey Lance. Not only what he could add as a runner and a thrower and all those different things, but it was also resetting the position. At the position, as you point out, which is the most expensive on a team. The Seahawks could win a Super Bowl because they could re-sign all those really good defensive players because Russell Wilson was making third-round money. The thought before Brock Purdy gets hurt is, man, we got a seventh-round guy, and he can't renegotiate for a few years. You know how many guys we can either sign from a free agent standpoint or re-sign on our own team because we're in a great place drafting, developing, re-signing with Brock Purdy's money? And even this year, they can keep Trey Lance because between Purdy and Lance, they're going to make about $10 million combined. And we're looking at the crazy numbers the quarterbacks are making. Think of the advantage that gives the 49ers. Anyway, just went on a weird tangent. Don't know why. There you go. It is Unleashed Barrier Sports Talk with me, John Lund from Camp Radio in San Francisco. 
Uh, 12.61%. Tom Brady's Super Bowl victory with the Buccaneers made him the highest cap percentage quarterback to ever win the game. Uh, yeah, look, I understand what you're saying. I do. But where the game is going is it's just they're going to take higher and higher percentages. The reason why Brady did those things for many years is he did keep the number down. And I understand what you're saying. It was one of the reasons why John Gruden wanted to trade Khalil Mack with the Raiders back in the day. He thought to himself, I can't have a $20 million quarterback in Derek Carr. Actually, it was around 25 and a $20 million defensive lineman. I get it. Again, that's the financial gymnastics that teams have to do uh, to get through this whole thing. Um, Patrick Mahomes, I believe, probably topped that. Double-check that number. Did Patrick Mahomes uh, top that number this year with what he made? Because wasn't Mahomes' number... In fact, I can double-check what Mahomes' number was this past year. Maybe maybe this is maybe this next year is the first year of Mahomes' deal, but I thought 2022 Mahomes made more than that against the cap. It doesn't matter. Your point is taken. Uh, any more thoughts on that whole thing? Again, I just wanted to kind of bring up this Lamar Jackson thing. It is clearly collusion by the league just to kind of recap this whole thing. I believe Lamar Jackson, with him, with him being and his mom being their own agent, his own agent, that he's going to dig his feet in on this whole thing. And this is going to be uh, – I'm going to stop short of saying it's going to be historic, but I think that Lamar Jackson is n- not going to ever play for the $32 million uh, non-exclusive uh, tag. Uh, they can renegotiate that. I mean, one of the things of this is is that – so he goes out there, and this is the Ravens' thought on this. He goes out, the, the NFL colludes. He comes back with no offers, which is absolutely ridiculous, and the Ravens say, see – Nobody else will guarantee the contract at 100%. Sorry. No one else will guarantee the contract at 100%. We'll guarantee, what, 75% of it, whatever. I mean, Rogers, what did I say? Is it 67% of the guarantee of his 150? So we'll guarantee 75% of the contract, 80% of the contract. That would probably get it done. And Lamar Jackson says, okay. I mean, that's, you know, we hey, man, you went out on the market. Nobody would guarantee, you know, nobody would give you 100% guarantee. Hell, you didn't even get an offer. So now back to our offer. We, okay, you don't want to play for $32 million a year. We get it. But what if what if you play for $45 million a year and, you know, and we guarantee 75% of the contract? How about that? And that's probably what he would end up taking unless he wants to just dig his heels into the ground and lose a bunch of money in the prime of his career. And that's what the, the Ravens are betting on. Everybody can talk big until – the checks, and that's that's after training camp. They don't get, they're not getting paid in preseason games. So week one hits, Lamar Jackson's not there. Money's starting to come out of his pocket that he's not going to be able to recoup. And so the Ravens are saying to themselves, "Go out, negotiate. We're, the league's colluding. All these teams saying they're not interested. You're going to come back to us. You're going to say fine. Uh, let's make it eighty percent or whatever the case may be. They find a happy medium, and Lamar Jackson plays. That's what the Ravens are hoping." The rest of the league are helping out the Ravens by saying we're not interested, even though the Panthers, the Falcons, all these teams should be desperate for Lamar Jackson, and they were after uh, Deshaun Watson last year, but they're not after Jackson. Maybe Jackson just plays the collusion card and gets a bunch of money by suing the NFL. What did Kaepernick ever get anyway? I never saw. I don't remember. Anyway, great stuff. All right. Da, 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 da. Anything else? All right. Good stuff tonight, man. Uh, as always, I appreciate you hanging out on the uh, podcast. We mixed in a little worse. I didn't talk anything about Kyle Harrison. Didn't look good in uh, in number two. But, again, I'm not overly concerned about that. We'll start talking a little bit more about the Giants as we see more in spring training. And, again, next week, so the weekend of the 17th, I'm going to go down in spring training, 
I'm actually going to bring the gear, so we'll do some stuff down there as well. We'll try to get some guests on uh, from down there in Scottsdale. So if you've got more stuff on the Giants, we can hit that. And then as the week progresses, tomorrow being Wednesday, let's plan a chat for tomorrow at – what's good for you guys, man? Is there a better time? I mean, obviously we're doing a night one, but uh, I like to do Wednesday chats at about 7. So if Wednesday 7 Pacific works for you guys, we'll do a Wednesday chat because I want to get into – start looking at some free agency, start looking at some 49ers stuff. Last night on the chat, I gave you the uh, – I color-coded the whole thing. You want to see the color coding? I, already, I did that last night, but we can do this a little bit more. So the color coding, did I do that? Yeah, that, that's the color coding that I did last night. Red means they're not coming back. Yellow means maybe. Green means they're coming back to me. So Jimmy Ward's a yellow, but he's tied in with uh, Tashawn Gibson. I think one of the others coming back. Jimmy's not coming back. Ebicom's not coming back. Mosley, I know they want back. McGlinchey, who, by the way, we have Mike McGlinchey tomorrow on my CanBR show, 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. tomorrow. I'm not sure what, McGlin- what time McGlinchey's coming on, but he's coming on, and I think it's going to be a goodbye Aziz Alshire, Robbie Gold's a maybe. Don't buy that he's totally out. Daniel Brunskill, they want back. Ridgeway, maybe. Hyder, Croft, out, I think. Maurice Hurst, maybe. Gibson ties in with Ward. Josh Johnson gone. Jordan Willis, they'd like back. Dwelly has had many opportunities to be that second tight end, and the NFL draft is deep in tight end, so I think they'll get one. They want Brendel back. Varetta, no. Deshaun Moore's a good special teamer. Uh, excuse me, Tavarius Moore is a good special team, or Menehue, I think they want back. So I color-coded those things. Are you impressed? No, I know that. So anyway, uh, the reason I uh, jumped that back up there is that uh, let's get more into it as the week progresses because Monday is the day they can start talking. That's the day on the 13th that Adam Schefter will even have everybody signed, at least in the first wave, by the end of the day. And then hopefully the, the coming days after that where cooler heads prevail and you start picking out guys that will actually fit your team and you're not flush with money, then that's when the 49ers, maybe in the first few days after that, would sign some guys that we could actually get into talking about. Who would those guys be? Let's get into some discussions like that later on in the week. So, anyway, questions, comments, thoughts, at John Lund Radio on Twitter. Thanks for hanging out on the uh, chat tonight. If you uh, are watching this a little bit later on the podcast as well, podcast you can subscribe there apple spotify wherever you get your favorite podcast and of course listen tomorrow to papa and i on knbr 680 in the bay area or knbr.com and on the stream if you're not in the bay or if you're running around in your car however you want to do it mike mcglinchy is joining the show tomorrow in fact i can tell you he's coming on the show tomorrow i just got a text before we jumped on here so let me real quick tell you about that uh, what do we got? And I can tell you exactly when he's coming on. Rich Samini from the Jets is coming on. Covers the Jets for ESPN 1030. Dan Graziano uh, is coming on. We'll talk NFL with Dan. He's great. Uh, National Insider. 1230. Mike McGlinchey. 1230 for Mike McGlinchey over your lunch hour. 1 p.m. Taylor Rogers. Taylor Rogers is going to join us from the Giants. So that's what we got. 1230 for Mike McGlinchey. So make sure because I think that might be a good buy. From uh, Mike McGlinchey. I think that's a good buy. So, anyway. Hey, thanks, man. A lot of fun. <laughs> Giants, I get a vomit. Very nice. Uh, Jeffrey, good to see you, man. Uh, good night. You had, you had uh, put something on Twitter that I really liked. If I, I should have it in front of me, but I'll, we'll talk about it tomorrow when I jump on the uh, when I jump back on here. You had something really cool that you, that you put on there, and I want to make sure that I remember and give you credit. Anyway, thanks for coming out. Thanks for hanging out. We appreciate it. It is an Unleashed Various Sports Talk with me, John Lund from KMBR Radio in San Francisco. If you have any questions, if you have any comments, you can put them here in the comments section. I'll hang out and answer them. At John Lund Radio, please subscribe to the YouTube channel. Please subscribe to the podcast as well. Apple, Spotify, all you have to do is search 
Unleashed, Barry Sports Talk with me, uh, John Lund. Thanks, man. Always appreciate you guys tuning in. Have a great night, and I will see you, uh, hear you on the uh, airwaves on uh, Wednesday with Papa. It's Unleashed, Barry Sports Talk with me, John Lund from Cambio Radio in San Francisco, and it's only on the Locked On Podcast Network.